asshole. You're kidding. Just one shot? They're not all zombies, Doug. How do you fight this thing? Maybe we could drown it in A1 sauce. Well, sometimes that is better. The person you put up there ain't the person that comes back. His dad's on to get down with. About six feet under. Get dead. Ooh, I love this song. And now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Rotten Views Podcast. Hope you guys are all doing well today, or this evening, depending on whenever you're listening to this as well. Because, you know, it's a podcast, so you can listen to it whenever you feel like it. That's the joys of a podcast. Uh, hopefully I'm making your, either your work day or your weekend a little bit better. I'm pretty proud of myself right now because I'm doing this podcast really early. It's actually Saturday night when I just released the previous week's episode. So I'm pretty excited that I'm doing this so early so I can edit it and put a little bit more time and effort into it because I feel like last week's episode was a little bit rushed and I didn't put as much effort as I would like to in it maybe it was the movie maybe it was just late night I don't know it was a combination of things but we're gonna get right back into it for this week Uh, another fun movie um, I'm a big Lance Henriksen fan, so when I saw this on Tubi, I, I had to watch it. Um, it's kind of like um, Shocker in a way, but with the concept of the serial killer, but in Shocker, you move through electricity a lot easier. This one is kind of just the spirit is stuck through electricity. Um, it's weird. Uh, we're watching The Horror Show. It's from 1989. It's a horror slasher movie for an hour and 35 minutes. I found something strange, though, when I was looking this movie up on Letterboxd, because when I look it up on Letterboxd, uh, the display image says house three the horror show but when i'm looking at the description of the movie it's actually the horror show the one that we just watched for the podcast so i'm going to do a little bit more research maybe house three is a different movie i don't know i know this does is based around the house essentially is where everything happens but i don't think it should be a part of the house series because house one and two are totally different movies than this and i find it funny too because the image the cover image on letterbox the house is totally different so i don't know what was going on there but it's kind of interesting anyways it's got 5 out of 10 on imdb and it's got uh 2.6 out of 5 on letterbox there's nothing else really for it but like i said it's uh, starring lance hendrickson and also the other movies related to this movie that come up in the search are house four two one and shocker so i thought that was kind of interesting because i was kind of comparing it to shocker because it does have the same kind of concept to it um an executed killer haunts the house where a policeman uh lives with his wife in children that's the description they wrote on google that's very deep um the reason why he's haunting lance henderson's character uh is because lance is the one that um caught him and put him in prison and he's there to see him get executed as well so he's got that's why he's after him it's not just because of the house so apparently this is part of the house series it just doesn't make sense as to why it's part of the house series like i always this podcast is going to be full of spoilers so if you guys don't want to be spoiled i recommend pausing it right now and going to watch the movie like i said it's only an hour and 35 minutes i believe um with ads on tv it runs a little bit longer be like an hour 45 probably but you know if you want to 
pause it now go on tubi watch it for free you know you got a couple ads in there but no big deal it's it's a free site and i highly recommend it it's a fun site so i don't use shutter i want to use shutter at some point and i probably will later on um that way i can do more movies and i'm gonna hopefully hopefully try and get some mini episodes out. i got a bunch recorded but i just keep forgetting to actually edit them and uh post them because i'm a horrible person like that uh no we'll i might try and make like a wednesdays as a mini episode day but i'm not going to promise anything yet so we'll wait and see uh, i know you know how long mini episodes might be there might be like five ten minutes just really short things maybe just go straight to tiktok which you know i'll mention tiktok later in the outro but anyways we're going to get right into the movie come on jenky it's checkout time Nobody's going to miss Max Janky, especially Detective Lucas McCarthy. Glad you could make it, cop. He was born bad and stayed that way. <laughs> Nobody's going to miss Max Janky. We sent 50,000 volts of juice through that scum. Looks pretty dead to me, Professor. Because he hasn't gone anywhere. Lucas, I'm coming back to tear your world apart. You're dreaming! I thought you were dead. Damn it, Vinny, you scared me. I love you, Vinny. No! I told you I'd be back. If you thought Freddy was a howl... Funny thing happened to me on the way to the studio today. <laughs> ...and Jason was a scream... I got a present for you. Wait till you meet Max. Not even close. He's a cut above the rest. <laughs> the Horror Show. This is just the beginning. <laughs> It has actually has a really cool font style that pops right up uh, right when the intro credits are coming in. But it's the font and it's got like the electricity coming off of it. Pretty classic font and definitely pretty cool for the time. And then the, the font goes away and then we just have family videos of uh, Detective Lucas and his family. Uh, yeah, Lucas is played by Lance Henderson, of course. Um, but yeah, we just see them having a good time, laughing in the backyard, having a barbecue and this and that. So then we cut to a windy night outside of the house. Um, it's uh, Lucas's house and um, it's starting to storm a bit. We hear a dog barking in the background, which I'm kind of curious because I've done some research on other movies. I'm wondering if that dog barking was actually supposed to be in the movie or if it just happened to be where they're shooting. There was a dog barking. It was just kind of coincidence. Who knows? It could be either way. Anyways, we cut inside the family's home. And it's like I said, it's Detective Lucas's home. I don't know. I might cut back and forth between calling him his real name, Lance. Hopefully, I won't. I'm gonna try and keep it as Lucas character's name, but we're gonna have to wait and see. Anyways, Lucas is getting out of bed because he can't sleep at all. He's hearing some noises. Like I said, it's also starting to storm outside, so that could be the apparent reason as well. He goes into his daughter's room to check on her. She's fast asleep, of course, and then he goes into his son's room, Scott's room. Uh, he's asleep with his. Uh, cassette walkman on so he takes the headphones off him and then covers them up a little bit you know that way he won't be sick or anything i guess or cold during the night uh he heads back to his room to grab his gun off his belt and he hears an air noise coming from downstairs so he's like oh okay i'm going to venture downstairs with my gun yeah he, uh, he heads down to the kitchen area and tries to turn the light but the light actually won't turn on because the power is out apparently and then he goes to grab flashlight and then the family cat cosmo scares the shit out of him it's a black cat too or a dark gray cat at least he decides to head down to the basement with his gun and flashlight 
flashlight in hand. And then the wood furnace um, kicks on and the door shoots open. The flames start shooting out of it. And then he gets lost in the trance looking inside the flames. And then we cut to a scene of him on duty. He's showing up with his, um, I guess, partner, you would say. This crime scene where two other police officers are chasing down um, the criminal who we know as uh, Jenky, Max Jenky, I think. And it's like Max Cleaver Jenky or something like that because he likes to kill everyone with uh, a meat cleaver. But anyways, they know this is a very prolific serial killer. They got to try and get him and they got to try and catch him right now. But for a reason, they're like, hey, I'm going to go check the diner. You go check the random factory. We'll just split up even though he's a really bad serial killer. No big deal. We'll both survive. Spoiler, they don't. Anyways, uh, Lucas makes his way into the back room and like the kitchen area of the diner and there's blood all over the walls and everything um he grabs this cop's hat that's sitting in the deep fryer these tongs and then once he moves the hat out the cop's head actually comes up through the deep fryer because he's a severed head inside the deep fryer and then he makes his way farther through the diner and there's actually another cop's head uh cut off and it's on a plate with some food uh lucas runs back up to the cop car to try to uh get a hold of his partner but it's just radio static so he makes his way into the factory and um, once Lucas gets into the factory and gets higher up in the, the stairway area, uh, he actually runs into his partner because his partner is like wrapped up in chains. And he's pretty bloody. Um, so he's clearly going to die because he actually dies in uh, Lucas's arm as he's all chained up together. Lucas is going through the factory some more. And then we find out the serial killer comes up behind him and smacks him with, I think, the butt of the uh, butcher knife or the meat cleaver, I should say. And then he also has this little girl in a white dress and he has his arm around her he's also got the meat cleaver up against her throat and then uh that's when uh janky tells him to put the gun down unless he wants a girl to get killed so he goes to put the gun down anyways but anyways when he does do it uh janky still cuts the girl's uh throat and actually chops her head clear off and then throws it at luke throws it at lucas and lucas catches it and he i think she says something to him but he, anyways he just wakes up screaming then he gets uh, woken up by his wife because she's like you're having a bad nightmare and he starts crying because he thought she was the one that died and then his wife actually turns into janky and then uh janky starts taking a knife to lucas's chest one the the meat cleaver of course that's the only knife that he uses anyways then uh lucas is trying to fight back he's trying to choke janky out and he's actually woken up again by a slap in the face by his wife because he's actually choking his wife out in in their sleep lucas gets up out of bed and goes to the washroom to wash up and that's when he knows there's actually blood on his chest and a little light cut where uh janky tried to cut him or was actually butchering him open uh then we see him getting dressed to go see janky the serial killer getting executed in prison because today's the day we cut to prison and we see janky being walked out of a cell with numerous armed guards and he's got like his shackles and handcuffs and everything on he's got the full works on he's uh apparently a killer you don't want to mess with then we see a reporter outside uh the person talking about how max janky was the most prolific serial killer in history and that his one last wish was to be buried with his uh meat cleaver by his side uh, and that's the main weapon he's used for all the years and that's something like over 100 kills i think they said lucas makes his way into the execution room i'm not sure what it is viewing station i'm not really sure what the technical term is for this um but yeah he sits down in the front row because it's the only seat left and we also see another guy in the back row kind of looking at him a little confused well not confused but he's got some interest in lucas and then we see the guys bringing in jinky and putting him in the chair and jinky looks right at lucas and says he's glad he can make it or he says cop i'm glad you can make it or something along those lines uh then the warden asks him if he has any last words and that's when he tells him to blow it out his ass pinhead and then he looks right over at lucas and 
as they're you know putting his helmet on i'm not sure the technical term on that either uh i'm not sure if you call it a helmet or like a, a head belt i don't really know once he's fully uh hooked up janky looks right at lucas and says that he says worst nightmare and then we see him getting shocked we think he's dead but he actually comes back alive again so they turn up the voltage and janky's yelling yeah turn up the voltage higher higher and they do it of course and they are pretty much frying him alive to the point where he's getting so much voltage going through him that he actually breaks the shackles off the chair and catches on fire as his face is kind of like breaking apart he slowly makes his way over to lucas lucas like grabs the chair to try and guard himself and that's when um lucas says he's coming back to fuck him up because he's going to torment him because he's going to be his worst nightmare then we see a shot of inside the morgue and then we see two guys walking in to check on Jinky's body and one of them is uh, Peter Campbell the scientist who's doing some tests because he's kind of wondering about the electricity and if Jinky's soul is still there or active or something along those lines because uh, Dr. Campbell's like so has anything happened since Jinky's body's been brought into the morgue and the doctor's like no nothing's happened at all he's like so nothing weird with electricity or anything along those lines and the doctor's like no nothing nothing at all he's dead see he's dead dead body right there dead Anyways, Campbell pulls out this um, device to test like electricity or radiation, rubs it over, or hovers it over Jenkins' body, and nothing happens, and then the doctor leaves. But as soon as the doctor leaves, then a cool breeze comes in, the sheets start moving, the room starts shaking a bit, and his device that he's holding uh, starts going off into the, the red limit, and that's when we actually see Jenkins' spirit come out of his body and then leave the room altogether. And then it makes it through the power box in the basement of um, Lucas's house, and then for whatever reason from the power box, it decides to jump right into the furnace. Then once he's in the furnace, we just hear his weird, weird laugh. Uh, I'm going to try getting a clip of his laugh i'm not sure if it's in the trailer or not but i'm going to try and find a clip of it at least and either put it in the intro or the outro of this because it's goddamn annoying so it'd probably be the outro though so that way i don't scare anyone off then we see the son scott carrying up some random large boxes upstairs to his room the like a random ups man drops off uh, and then we find out his parents are going out tonight as well for dinner and she asks the mom asks the daughter you know where's the family cat and the daughter's like i don't know probably in the basement because apparently everything's in the basement um she walks past a rack of clothes and we, we see some shoes underneath the rack and they move a bit so we figure it's going to be our lovely killer janky and then the furnace turns on again and the door slams open and uh i don't know why the furnace i know why but the furnace door opens up a goddamn lot anyways while she's down the basement a hacksaw actually falls down and almost gets her right in the head and then she's like i'm, I'm done in the basement I'm, I'm leaving this place then we see uh, lucas at the doctor's office for the his mental tests or whatever it might be ex examination i guess and he's like so you're gonna sign off on this paperwork right so i can go back to work he's he's dead now so can i go back to work now please because i want to go back to work and that's when the doctor knows that uh lucas's white shirt is actually turning red a little bit because some blood's coming through and then that's when he opens up the shirt a little bit and he sees the slash in his chest is actually bleeding a bit and then the doctor's like so are you still in that same nightmare again how'd that happen he's like i must have got scratched by something or something along those lines so it's also a call back to the nightmare he was having earlier that we saw apparently he's been having it more and more by the sounds of it because it's apparently seemed to be the same nightmare over and over again because his doctor knew about it as well and then his doctor's like yeah i'll sign off on the paperwork anyways and tell him tells him to put some uh soda water on the shirt to get the stain out so the blood will come out and then we see the mom going to check on the son scott up in his room we find out all the boxes that he just took up were next quick because he's trying to say that he found a hair in a bottle and this is what he does he scams people so like oh i found this and such and such i haven't read to them a letter back when you could write 
write letters to complain and then they'll send you out free products and apparently that's what he's been doing a lot lately and then we see Loki's uh, going to get back into his car and Peter the scientist is there saying he's going to come back he's coming back just for you but Lucas doesn't want to listen and that's when Lucas then gets in the family station wagon takes off we then cut back to the house and we see the mom's getting ready for dinner and the daughter comes in and scares her and she's wondering where her pink dress is and the mom's like well it's probably in the basement it's like why is all this stuff in the basement why do you keep your dress in the basement of all places that seems weird sure your laundry can be down there but why would you have it on a rack down the basement so anyways the daughter heads downstairs to the check check to see if she can find the clothes the dress she's looking for in that rack and of course her boyfriend Jimmy jumps out of the rack because he apparently was hiding behind the rack the whole time so he was the shoes that we saw earlier that were moving a little bit I also mentioned I know like in movies it was hard to cast people for the right age but Vinny looks a lot freaking older than uh, Bonnie does the daughter uh, I know it's hard to do the casting and stuff but yeah he looks a lot older than she does we see Lucas driving home and now it's pitch blackout it was sunny at one point in time but now it's super dark and he's having flashbacks to Jinky and everything he's been put through and then we see more struggle in the factory and whatnot that we didn't see earlier and so it's building on the story a bit and then uh he starts daydreaming and almost gets um killed by a transport because he's he drives into the transport lane and then he just comes back to reality when it's honking at him and then he spins out and just parks on the side of the road but when he looks in his passenger seat we actually see Jinky is sitting in the passenger seat and Lucas is like yeah I nailed I nailed him good and Jinky agrees like, yeah you did and then Jinky's like well now it's your turn to watch you die and then he has that horrible laugh and then Lucas goes to hit the seat and Jinky's gone and then we show we see um, Lucas showing up at the home with some flowers for his wife for dinner and who still isn't ready for dinner by the way which I might ask she's still just in this big ass comfy sweater so what the hell is taking you so long you were just doing your makeup two seconds ago then we see Vinny in the basement pushing on the window uh, to try and get out I guess and then we hear Bonnie's voice um, asking where he's going and he looks around for the voice and he thinks she's just playing hide and seek with him and then the furnace door comes open yet again that's pretty much a calling point in this movie um, he, but anyways he thinks she's playing hide and seek with him so he goes over and he thinks that she's behind this post and she's telling him to like undo his pants and undo his shirt and this and that and then it's actually Janky who comes out behind the post and actually starts hitting Vinny with the meat cleaver Vinny tries to get up the stairs and get out but the meat cleaver is too much for him and he pretty much gets chopped in half by it we then see Lucas and his wife out for dinner at some place that doesn't really look super fancy it looks a little I don't even know the technical term it's very ship looking very uh, beach I guess I'm not really too sure the technical word but anyways he puts in a, uh, or gives his wife a bunch of papers and it's actually um, I think a two week two week trip to Barbados and then he's going back to work and she's all excited about it and all happy about it I'm not sure if she's happy about him going back to work or if she's happier about him uh, taking her away for two weeks then we cut back to the home and Bonnie is making her way down to the basement to try and find Vinny uh, she's looking around the basement but can't see him find him she uh, thinks he's hiding behind the clothes again but of course he's not and then we hear the mom yelling down that they are home and so was Vinny hiding down there the whole time they were out for dinner and like she didn't get dressed the whole time and ready or did she lose track of time or were the parents just at dinner really quickly and they come back home only within a few minutes I don't know that like what was the point of that because apparently he was going to come out once they left so they could you know get some business going if you want to use that tech on technical term i guess and then uh, we see lucas and his wife you know starting to get a little romantic and then the phone rings and uh lucas picks it up it's actually jinky's voice on it saying i forget what the technical term but he's talking about getting with 
Lucas's wife and then Lucas just hangs up the phone he's like yeah it's around number because he feels like he's going crazy he doesn't want to mention it to his wife because then she's going to think he's going crazy as well and it's just going to cause more issues then we see uh, Bonnie sneaking into her brother's room because she's scared because she can't find um, Vinny anywhere but anyways before she can let him know that she actually scares Scott her brother because he's laying on the bed he's like you never sneak up on a man who's blasting Metallica with his CD Walkman and then she mentions how she couldn't find Vinny down the basement and Scott at one point says well maybe he just went home and she's like nah he's too horny to go home then we see Lucas laying in bed as uh, he's just staring at the phone waiting for it to pretty much ring again and then he's slowly getting out of bed to try not to serve his uh, wife and then we see the two siblings downstairs looking for Vinny again but they can't find him of course and then Lucas starts making his way down downstairs and they have to hide but Lucas goes straight down into the basement and then that damn furnace door is open again and is spitting fire out. That's the biggest issue because if you have something close by, that sucker's going to go up in the flames and you're not going to have a house anymore. But you know, I'm just saying, I'm looking out for your own safety in this. But anyways, the furnace starts having like Jinky's voice and saying how pretty uh, Bonnie is and Lucas starts screaming, telling him, you know, see the fuck away of his daughter and this and that and Bonnie and Scott are upstairs with the door shut listening in and they Scott's like oh well apparently he found uh, Vinny because they think he's yelling at Vinny but he's actually yelling at um, Jinky in the furnace we then see everyone in the kitchen the mom's there too wondering what's going on and Lucas says yeah no one's in the basement and Bonnie's like well I heard you yelling at someone in the basement and Lucas is like nah no one's in the basement you didn't hear anything so they all go over to bed confused and wondering what the hell is going on the next day we see everyone sitting down for turkey dinner at lunch because the mom decided to make turkey and a turkey dinner because apparently that's lucas's favorite meal so why not have it for lunch i guess you know you could have it for supper that would make more sense but that's besides the point and then lucas comes out of the base and like yeah i finally fixed that furnace don't have to worry about the door ever opening again on its own we then see them all sitting down for lunch and lucas gets ready to cut the turkey and then we find out bonnie's been trying to call Vinny. he's called three times and still has no answer and that's when scott's like yeah he's probably out with the girl with the big jug and then uh Bonnie gets a little pissed off at him. And then uh, Lucas is looking at the turkey and it grows a head and turns to Lucas and starts, you know, yapping at him because it's it's uh, Jenky's face and he's yapping at him saying, your family's all dead. And uh, Lucas looks up and everyone in the family has their throat slashed. And then Jenky's like, ha, ah, just joking with you. And then Lucas takes the, the carving knife and stabs the turkey and gets up off the table. He's like, you know, I just, I don't like turkey anymore and walks away. Then we see them as a family sitting down to watch this comedy special and the family sees it as a normal stand-up comedian, but every time every time Lucas looks at the TV, all he sees is Janky every single time. And he's looking back at his family, he sees them all having fun and laughing, and it just keeps stressing him out and out to the point where he actually grabs the gun out of the back of his belt and he literally shoots the TV and destroys it. And we see Lucas back in his doctor's office asking for answers because he's scared he's going to either lose his wife or hurt his kids or all of the above of course because he's feeling like he's going crazy and he's feeling like they're going to think he's going crazy as well. And he just wants to get Jenky out of his head. We then see uh, Lucas showing up at this rundown apartment. That was Jenky's apartment and there's like I don't know if they're homeless or a drug addict but they're sleeping outside on the sidewalk. Anyways this place is destroyed and um, Lucas is looking around at it and he hits his uh, door frame and they, there's a pull out slide door so he pulls it out and walks around and then on the other side of the door is a news article of him and then there's also like some hair clipped up on it and a family picture of his family so he starts freaking out about it and looking at it and then out of nowhere someone grabs him on the back of the shoulder and Lucas freaks out because he thinks someone's trying to attack him so he pushes the guy up against the wall and puts his hands behind his back pulls out his wallet and we actually see it's just the scientist uh, 
Peter Campbell. He's showing up at Jinky's house because um, he wants to figure things out a little bit better as well. Uh, Peter wants to help Lucas out though because he knows Jinky isn't dead and that the electrocution allowed Jinky to pass through the, the limits of time I guess and the electricity is keeping him alive. Lucas gets pissed off and asks Peter how he's supposed to be able to help him and then that's when Peter goes on about the study he's been doing about how pure evil will travel through electricity somehow and then he also notices in Jinky's apartment he had a makeshift electrocution chair designed up and that he's been using so before the electrocution happened when he was at home he was slowly uh, shocking himself to try and build up the tolerance to electricity I guess then Peter says they need to use the same amount of juice to shock Jinky back into reality and then once he's shot back then they blow him up essentially just use a bunch of guns and blow his brains out and then the phone rings and Bonnie goes to pick it up and it's Vinny's voice on the other side of the phone and he's calling he's like yeah sorry I had to run some things came up uh, I'm just calling though because my wall is down the furnace can you actually go get the furnace go get the wall out the furnace for me please and then she's like well I need some answers and then he just hangs up on her she heads down to the downstairs oh uh, he mentions that there's a gift or a surprise down there for her uh she goes down finds the wall grabs it and then she thinks he's hiding in this like shelf or cabinet she opens it and it's just a prank inside of that and then Vinny's dead body actually falls out of the clothing rack on top of her and she screams and then we see lucas making his way home and there's a bunch of police officers and everything outside around his house and he sees someone getting pulled out on a stretcher in a body bag so he stops and they'll look inside the body bag and it's actually Vinny. uh he makes his way inside and the wife doesn't want lucas to be around the son or the daughter because they're slowly thinking that it was lucas that actually killed Vinny, and not you know jackie of course and then frank i guess the police chief actually puts lucas in handcuffs and takes him down to the police station for questioning which is honestly obvious that's going to happen especially when your kids are saying that they heard you yelling at the so-called boyfriend that's now slashed to death and then we cut back and see peter's back or still at least in janky's apartment uh, talking to a little tape recorder about the experiment he's planning on trying and i think it's like three o'clock in the morning at this point in time and then a flash of light comes in and then we see janky shows up in the, the chair electrocution chair with the meat cleaver in hand and he stands up and grabs peter's head and literally just takes the knife right to him and peter had no chance whatsoever then we see lucas at the police station being questioned by frank and some other officers and one of them's like a head honcho that's a real dipshit and a piece of shit and then uh the officer starts questioning him about how the kids heard him yelling at Vinny in the basement so he's the prime subject for the murder that's when the head cop the dickhead uh, says well you must have found Vinny in the basement with his dick in his hands and lucas says fuck you and cop says yeah did you say fuck me you know fuck you and he gets all pissed off saying you know if i don't finish this case uh i'm gonna have my head officers up my ass blah blah it's you know this and that and then he storms out the room pissed off and he tells uh frank the i guess police chief to make sure lucas gets processed and keep him in his place and then after everyone leaves the the room another guy comes in and we think it's like a lawyer but it's actually janky dressed up in this like police trench coat glasses and a hat on and then he freaks out lucas and then he vanishes out of the room then that night uh, jinky calls bonnie's phone uh, freaking her out and then we see scott in his room listening to music and then the shadow comes in and scott gets all freaked out then i believe it's the daughter in the shower at this point in time i was confused because at first glance it kind of looked like the mother but i don't think it was her um and we we think there's gonna be this jump scare that comes up but we actually are led to nothing because we see her in a towel now and she's going into her room and she's all getting ready to get dressed and she shuts her door or so- something goes to shut her 
door and it's actually Janky standing behind the door and he throws her down on the bed and then we see Lucas sitting back in the room waiting to be you know released and then Frank comes in and Lucas is like well did you find Peter yet you know because Peter is the one that's working with him like yeah they just brought Peter in he's like well what did Peter say he's like well they brought Peter in in a body bag and that's when Lucas gets all pissed off. He knows what's happening. He knows that Jinky's after his family. So he says to Frank, either you're going to help me get out or there's going to be issues. And Frank goes to say something and he gets knocked out. And uh, Lucas takes his gun and just walks out of the police station with it. I'm not sure how there was not more to that, but, you know, that's what it is. And then we see the mom sitting on the bed and... She hears this little girl singing and walking by the room, and she's dressed all in white. She's actually the same girl from the factory scene earlier in the movie. Anyway, she follows her down the stairs, and she goes all the way down into the basement as well. Because, you know, that's nothing creepy at all. We're just going to follow this random girl dressed in white that's going down into our dark basement where our furnace door doesn't stay shut and it's always shooting goddamn fire out at us anyways she heads down the bur- the basement and of course the furnace door is wide open still anyways the little girl turns around her throat's severed and she's like we fixed the family cat and she's got cosmo in her arms and his like stomach's all ripped out by the looks of it and then jinky comes up behind the mom and grabs her and he starts making out with her and the whole time while he's making out with her we hear the cat screaming so i thought the cat was already dead but maybe it's not actually dead then uh lucas shows up to the house and he runs through the house he goes to check on scott he tries to wake him up because he's face down and he's actually dead i don't know if he got his face chopped but it looks like his his uh earbuds are like rammed into his ear and then he goes to check on bonnie and she's in her bed covered up and she's crying with a blanket over her stomach and we think maybe her stomach's all cut open and she's saying how she's scared and she can't leave the bed. Anyways, um, Lucas pulls the blanket off her and she's pregnant. And we can see uh, Jinky's face pushing through her stomach. And that's when um, he pulls the gun out at her and he wants to shoot her, but he obviously can't. And then he opens up his shirt and we see his chest beating. It looks like he's going to have a heart attack, but he's also got a giant... The, the cut on his chest is getting bigger and bigger and the blood starts pouring out of it and then he starts making his way back up to the hallway and actually falls down all the stairs and we still hear Jinky's stupid laugh coming from what we assume is the basement because that's where he's been hanging out the whole time then uh lucas wakes up on the carpet with the gun still in hand and we see the family sitting around the dinner dinner table minus the mother um we see scott there with his busted face with the headphones on and then we see um bonnie sitting there with a baby and then um lucas like we're gonna be okay i'm gonna get your money back and we're gonna be fine and then he grabs the baby of bonnie's arms and it's got like jinky's weird looking face on but he's still a baby he goes to smash the baby down the kitchen table but it's actually just a cloth now there's no actual baby inside of it then lucas runs down the basement and starts beating the furnace up a board and then the furnace door opens up with a bright light and lucas gets shot back on the stairs and then he slowly crawls his way to the light again goes through it and then he's back in the factory again now or actually he's in the uh the din- the diner kitchen is where he is actually he's not in the factory just yet anyways he starts yelling and telling jinky to show up and then we see peter's severed head on the dinner plate where the cop's head was earlier and then he's telling uh, Lucas what to do and then his head actually explodes and then we see Janky taking Lucas's wife up the stairways of the factory and then um, Lucas opens the door and randomly goes from the diner into the factory he's trying to follow him as well anyways we see Lucas 
creeping around the factory trying to get the head jump on uh, Jinky, but he looks up and we see the girl in the white dress again, and she's telling him he's too late because she's holding a rope that's attached around um, his wife's throat, and she lets go of the rope and it actually hangs his wife. He goes up to try and consult her, but she's actually not really there, and that's when Jinky pulls or pops out of this other area with uh, Lucas's wife still again. Jinky has his wife by the throat again with the meat cleaver, and he's pretty much like, you know, put your gun down if you, you uh, don't want her to die right now because i will kill her and he's like i figured you'd want to see my handiwork up close and personal anyways and then uh, he tells uh lucas to get down on his knees and crawl over to pretty much clean his clean his boots and that's when the wife um elbows jinky in the stomach to get free and runs off and then we see lucas trying to fight him off but he's getting he's getting bashed around the factory getting his head smashed into the various walls then we see lucas's wife trying to help him and she tries to attack Janky but Janky just backhands her and knocks her down to the ground and that's when Janky goes to pretty much rush at uh, Lucas who's up against the railing or Lucas sidesteps and pushes him off the railing and we just see him falling down I don't know how many flights of stairs or balconies and we think he's dead but he's clearly not dead. Then Jinky shows up in their area and starts chasing after them with the meat cleaver. Uh, they make their way up to the main floor of what might be this like hydro dam power station. I'm not really sure. Uh, Lucas starts turning on the, all the power and then Jinky tries to slash him. But Lucas moves out of the way and the meat cleaver actually hits the power board and it starts shocking him. And then um, the wife grabs like this 2x4 and starts pushing him up against the power some more. And that's when the power supplies overloads and shocks him and we actually show back up and Jinky's house we I guess we teleport from the factory I'm not really sure the whole point of that or how that works but anyways we're back in Jinky's house and um Lucas has the gun in hand and literally starts shooting uh Jinky to the point where he falls back in the chair and then Lucas walks over to him and point blank right in the face shoots him right in the face and that's apparently the end of Jinky we then see the house is now up for sale and it's already got soul sign on as well so I'm not sure how much time's passed um but anyways they're loading up the family vehicle and Lucas like to Bonnie hey go check the basement make sure we're not leaving anything behind she's like I don't want to go in the basement which is understandable that's where you found your dead boyfriend but eh, she goes in the basement anyways and then this van shows up uh, for Scott and it's uh full of Uncle Tex chili because apparently he wrote in saying that he found a human thumb in the chili and the person dropping it off was like we did a inspection everyone's got the fingers all the digits at the factory but you know here's a here's your lifetime supply pretty much of our chili that we're always going to send to you just so you don't uh, get offended of this apparent thumb that you found in our chili that's not really one of our employees because you're a scam artist kid yeah, that's what you are. Anyways, then Bonnie comes out screaming with his box in hand. We don't know what's going to happen. And then out of the box comes Co Cosmo the cat. And then they take this little family picture together. And that's the end of the movie. It was an interesting movie. Uh, I enjoyed it um, on the rotten scale. I give it a 6 out of 10. Um, I like the concept. And the killer is pretty pretty well done, I guess. Uh, his, his laugh is really annoying. But other than that, it wasn't too bad. Um, I would recommend it, though. Check it out. It would be a good double feature to, along with Shocker. Uh, I still don't know the real connection between this movie and the house series. I get a lot of the stuff happens in the house, but that's like science related to Amityville because that that's wrong. It's not, but it is what it is, I guess. I don't know the backstory between that, but oh well, I'll look into it a little bit more probably. But yeah, which brings us to our next movie we're going to watch. It's from 1988 as well. It's, you can watch it for free on Tubi right now, so I highly recommend you do. Um, it's another movie I have not watched, but... It sounds pretty interesting, at least. And we're going to watch the unnameable. I'm pretty sure that was unnameable. Unnameable. Yeah, you know whatever. 
it's from 1988. The links will be down in the description below. But yeah, it looks like a fun one. So hopefully this has an interesting cover. So, you know, that's something that always catches my eyes, cover art. Uh, that doesn't mean it's going to be a good movie, though. It could be a horrible movie for all I know. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, as always, the outro music is brought to you by Blood Opera, a horror-based uh, band out of Toronto, uh, the Toronto area. Uh, I definitely highly recommend checking them out. They got some pretty cool stuff. Find them on Instagram, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, Facebook, a bunch of other spots. And you can find me on all social medias, at Typhonstein. That's uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I'm on TikTok again. I've actually been getting a lot of support off of uh, TikTok for my art pieces. Uh, they're not horror-related, but I did do a, a tribute to Gilbert Gottfried who passed away and then because I am a v very big cartoon fan and I grew up in the 90s and early 2000s I did a, a piece on Rob Paulson and at this point in time it's got over 10,000 views so that's pretty cool within a hundred a week uh, which is pretty cool because on other streaming or video sites I don't get nearly as many views so that's pretty cool uh, everything's going up on that so I'm going to keep that going I might do some gameplay stuff on there too and I've been posting clips from the podcast as well on uh, TikTok so that's at uh, Typhonstein pretty much use that on all platforms and if you want to keep in touch use the hashtag Rotten Views Podcast uh, you know suggest a movie or just say hi whatever you want to do I'll leave it up to you guys uh, as always appreciate all the support and uh, yeah I don't know where I was going with that uh, I appreciate everything. I appreciate all the views and feel free to leave a like down below. Feel free to leave a comment on the episode. Uh, whatever platform you're listening to this on, if you want to give it a rating or a review, I appreciate it. Uh, just review it whatever you feel like. Rate it whatever you feel like. One to five. I don't, it doesn't matter. Whatever you guys feel like it deserves. I appreciate it all. And if you have any suggestions or things I should improve, feedback, whatever, just, you know, leave it down in the comments. And we'll hopefully see it. And if I don't, just, you know, tag me in it or something. But until next time, I'll talk to you guys all later. Peace. What's your pleasure, Mr. Cotton? The box. Through the forest she will
Turn on fire, hooks and chains will eat your heart. 